the Everything Leafs podcast. I'm Kevin Papetti here with Nick D'Souza, a writer at the Leafs Nation. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good. We got some good news today. So, and and we haven't recorded in quite a while, so it's good to be back. What's the good news? Well, I heard that something called hockey is starting uh, in early January. So I don't know if you remember what that is. It's been a little while. A little bit. I didn't, I didn't know where you're going with that. I was, I was thinking like Anthony Declare. That was good news. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad it's World Juniors approaching. I think uh, we're recording Sunday night. I think the first game was actually supposed to be tonight. Got pushed back. So uh, nothing to watch tonight. We got to record a podcast, but definitely an exciting time here. Uh, I got to ask you off the top. So today, Nick, we're going to be doing our prospect draft. We did very similar last year um, where we, we basically do a snake draft of the least prospects, similar to a ranking, but uh, almost like a joint one. And then, be, but before we start that, I want to ask you a few Leafs questions because it's been forever since we talked about the Leafs. Uh, I've been kind of just looking at Cap Friendly the last, the last few weeks here, even though nothing's happening at all. Uh, before I, I tell you what, what I'm kind of looking at every day, what are you most excited for about this team? Is there anything that stands out when you look at the Leafs and their additions? What's different from last year that, that gets you excited? Well, I think it's just that it's a different approach this year to a, to a certain extent. Um, you know, I like that they kept that top four and they're still a top heavy top six team. Like it's still one of the best in the league because of, you know, they kept Matthews, they kept Marner, they kept Nylander, they kept Tavares. So they still have a very top heavy offense, but I, I like that it's a different approach that you actually have like a very good defensive core and a deep one at that. Um, you know, you don't have like Hainsey and Zaitsev on that right side in your top four anymore. You have guys like Brody and, you know, Justin Hall has been getting a lot of, of slack, I think, feel like in this offseason, but I still think that he is a, a capable top four defenseman, and I really like that Muzzin Hall pairing. And then you have a Lettinen, you know, maybe it's Sandine, maybe it's Dermot, maybe Bogosian gets some some uh, minutes, but at least you have like a very good defensive course, something that we haven't been able to say in quite a while. So is that kind of where you're leaning? And then I've, I'll ask you also, what is the most you know, kind of scary thing about this team right now, kind of the opposite of your question. Okay, so I'll start with the most excited. I'm going to go with TJ Brody. I've just been kind of doing some research on him. I've been watching him play. Uh, he's a really good stick-on-stick defender. He's good in transition. I just think, going back to last year, I, I know we said this just time and time again on the pod, but Jake Muzzin, it felt like he was the one guy who you could put with anyone. So he played with Justin Hall, played well in a shutdown pairing. Uh, I thought he looked good with Riley when he first got here, just because you know Riley could use some defensive help. Muzzin can provide that. I thought Muzzin actually played pretty well with Barry. It just wasn't going to work in a shutdown role. Uh, it just felt it felt like Dermot could play with him. It felt like really anyone could play with Jake Muzzin, and uh, I think T.J. Brody has a chance to be just that. A because he can play on either side. He's a left shot that plays the right side, but you can play him with Riley. I think he'd be really good with Dermot. Like I don't think you get in like. I don't think you can get in the zone against a Brody Dermott pairing. Like, good luck. So I think that could be really cool to watch if, if maybe, you know, Riley Brody doesn't work. I think you could put Brody with Muzzin and have, like, an even better shutdown pairing. So I'm just really excited for him. I was looking at, uh, I was on Evolving Hockey just looking at, you know, goals above replacement, wins above replacement. And you compare him with Muzzin, and it's very close. Like, I think Brody had one bad year, but other than that, like, they're almost twins. Uh, I know, like, 
just I just took like five five year sample, looked at every year, and you know it's exciting. I think he's a player who uh, just you look at the Leafs roster over the years and what their defenses look like, and I just think you know having a, a competent defense for once is is just going to be a a bit of quite a game changer. I mean, kind of helps to have a good defense come playoff time. Uh, for your other question, the the thing that scares me the most is definitely the depth. Uh, I gotta be careful what I say here. With depth, I think they have lots of you know potential fourth line players, and they have a lot of potential third pairing guys. I would say the depth for the second line, like I think they have five top six forwards. Uh, I know they've said that before on here, but they don't really have a, a sixth guy that's really emerged as like a clear Andreas Janssen type. This guy's a top six guy. I mean. Obviously, uh, you know, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and, and Zach Hyman, those guys are top six forwards. I don't know if they have, I don't know if they have the sixth. So I, I guess the, the reason I have for optimism there is I think it's easier to get a winger at the trade deadline as opposed to in previous years, you know, trying to get a top pairing defenseman or a top four defenseman, much harder to get, especially if, if they have to play the right side. Um, whereas this year, it feels like they can go out and get that guy you know, Nylander can play either wing, Hyman can play either wing, so, you know, you can get a left wing or a right wing. So, you know, I think there is, like, we don't really know what Simmons is going to be, we don't really know what Thornton's going to be at his age. There's a lot of mysteries there. I guess that's what I'm most scared for, and the other thing might be goaltending, because, I mean, that's just so important. I, it's not that I don't trust Freddie, it's just, it's so important that I think every team has to be a little bit scared of their, of their goaltending. How about you? What's your most, what are you most scared for? Yeah, mine's definitely goaltending. Um, just because of how inconsistent Freddie was last year. And like you said, goaltending is so inconsistent and so tough to predict that, like you said, every team should be a little bit scared. Um, you know, hopefully you see Campbell kind of become a really good backup. And I know some people are thinking that he's going to really threaten Freddie for that starting job, but I think that still remains to be seen. So I think that's easily the scariest thing going into the season. And, you know, it's only going to be, what is it, 56 games? um for this upcoming season it's a small sample and we've seen before in 2013 you know the Leafs had really really good goaltending and not a very good team and made the playoffs so goaltending matters a lot in these small samples so uh, I think that's definitely it yeah you, you took my point from me there I was gonna say that if that team can make the playoffs the what was it 12 13 Leafs I think anyone can and Exactly. Yeah. So actually, you know, what you said about Brody leads me into a question. I, I put a poll up. I don't even know what it was, but um, it's all a blur. I know, honestly, it, let's, let's say a month ago. Um, and I said, so I would argue that last year, I think Muzzin was probably the Leafs most important defenseman. Um, so going into this season, who do you think is going to be the Leafs best defenseman for next year. So I think I pretty much put three options, Riley, Brody, Muzzin. I don't think anyone's going to touch those three. So out of those three, who do you think is going to be the best defenseman this upcoming year? Oh, that's tough. So Riley was really good, not last year, but the year before. I do expect a bounce back, but I think when I look at this team, I still want to say Muzzin. I just think his skill set is so important to what they're trying to do. Um, like they, they need him. I think that was vital when he went down in the playoffs. Like he's such a good shutdown defenseman. He can move the puck pretty well as well. Uh, I just think he's a staple. I think if, if like Riley was out, for example, I know this wasn't your exact question, but if Riley was out, maybe you can like call up a Sandine, and I think Sandine's, you know, he's not Riley, but he's really good offensively. Uh, I think it's just so tough to replace Muzzin's skill set specifically. I'm hoping Brody kind of helps with that, but um, I think for me it's going to be a toss-up between 
uh, Riley and Muzzin. Uh, not that Brody couldn't be, because as I said before, I think he's kind of twins with Muzzin, but uh, obviously less physical. Uh, I'll go, I'll go Muzzin. I just think he's he's a safer bet, but Riley probably has a little bit more upside if if he has a strong year. Uh, what what's your call here? I it, I you know sometimes when I put polls out, it's not even because. I think there should be a certain answer. It's actually because I'm, I actually want to see what other people's opinions are because I'm still debating myself. And this is one of those questions where I'm still debating myself. Um, what was the know, poll? I, what was the poll result? Do you remember? Oh uh, God, I'm gonna have to go back to it. But oh, come um, on, I didn't have it out. I just knew that question. That it reminded me of that question. But um, I'm pretty sure Riley won. Um, oh, here it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's Riley, fifty-nine percent. Brody eight percent, Muzzin thirty one. I honestly think that I, you know, when I think of things like war and and other kind of metrics like that and other models, they really like Morgan Riley and and I, you know, his offensive input is so good that it kind of really offsets his defensive inefficiencies. But so, but I, I don't think I would go with him. For me, it's between Brody and Muzzin. Um, I guess. By a hair, I say Muzzin would win, but but you know Brody's skill set is so important as well, and I think he's really going to help this team in transition so much that I wouldn't be surprised if he's the most important defenseman next year. But I think all three of them is neck and neck, and it's such a good problem to have, especially for a team who's so offensively good already. Yeah, I'm a bit hesitant of putting Brody there. I've liked what I've seen of him watching Calgary games, but until I get obviously, I've seen way more of Riley and Muzzin, so. Just, I just feel like I have, I'm a little bit uh, shy after the Tyson Berry thing from last off season. But, oh boy, um, I, I, I have more faith in Brody than I do Barry, that's for sure. Um, and then I just think, you know, I do think I kind of agree with the poll because, you know, if you look at what Riley did two years ago and and the value he put up, I know he's never been amazing defensively, but the offense was just out of this world. He's like, I think he was. If you look at the numbers, I think he was like the best offensive defenseman in the game that year. Um, and you look at like what guys like Quinn Hughes do, you know, Riley's kind of that type of defenseman. So I think, I don't think that's a surprising poll result. I want to ask you about a poll I did here. So outside of the Leafs, which team has the best chance of winning the Canadian division? What team, what Canadian team do you think won the poll? So the Leafs were included. Oh, who do I think won the poll? Oh God. Like if I had to answer this question, roll a dice, <laughs> except exclude, exclude Ottawa, obviously. Um, who do I think won the poll? Uh, maybe Calgary. I would say won the poll. My You're answer right. would be. Oh, was it actually? Yeah, they won by only 0.4 percent. I think my answer. Oh God, I don't even know what my answer would be. Um, I think Calgary is definitely up there. I think Winnipeg is a team that could potentially do it, but I want to see Vancouver do it. I, I really like their core. Um, I think defensively they still have some strides to make, and they lost some players. Um, but I just love, I love their young players. I would love to see them really give the Leafs a run, but I think it's, it's the Leafs division to lose, to be honest. I don't know if I'm being a homer or what, but, um, defensively, they look a lot better on paper than they ever have. And offensively, we already know that of how good that offense can be. And if they just get steady goaltending, um, it's, it's their division to lose either way. Yeah. I think they're the best team. I think it's close. Um, certainly if the Leafs don't get good goaltending, then. I don't think they'll be the top team, but um, Calgary won. Edmonton was second. 
I can see why. I mean, they have some stars. I don't know about how good their defense is going to be. I'm not a big fan of playing Mike Smith, especially if there's a lot of back-to-backs. Um, Montreal only got 9%. Now, I don't know if that's because there's a lot of Leafs fans in these polls. <laughs> Maybe they're a little bit low on them. I know they barely won, Maybe. In, they barely won <laughs> in regulation last year, but I do think they're better. And then Vancouver is quite low as well. Uh, Vancouver just lost so many so many pieces. I actually didn't put Winnipeg in this poll because I could only have four options. <laughs> Tough uh, one. Winnipeg was just... <laughs> They were brutal last year. Like, Hellebuck carried them. Um, they have so much talent that I think they could definitely bounce back, especially if they get better defense. Uh, but their defense was just terrible last year. And I do like DeMello. I know they brought him back. Um, but, yeah, I think Calgary was the right call. So, I, unlike you, Nick, I know my poll results. Yeah, I know, um, honestly. Like you said, it's been a blur. So I, I studied I, these poll results. <laughs> okay, a couple more quick questions before we get into the prospect draft, Nick. This one's a quick one. I'm putting you on the spot here. Who plays on opening night? This would be the sixth defenseman. Miko Lettinen or Zach Bogosian? Lettinen. Okay. I think I'm super high on him. I think that even the way Sheldon Keefe talked about Bogosian, um, it was either Dubas or or Keefe. It kind of sounded like they were completely comfortable um, with having him as the seventh defenseman or, you know, kind of coming in when needed. Uh, I think that's Miko Lettinen's spot to lose. I think he's really going to surprise people. Um, he's, he's, Yeah, I think he's going to be great. So I think he's definitely the sixth defenseman. Okay, and I'm guessing... I have another question here, but I think it's going to be the same answer. Who plays more games if everyone's healthy? You're going to go Lettinen again? Between those two? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be Lettinen. I, it's funny because I put out a couple tweets with like just fake line combinations. Just, you know, why not? Bored over here? For sure. Um... And I always get people yelling at me about the sixth defenseman choice. I could put Lenton in there, and I'll get, like, three replies or five replies being, like, Bogosian's playing. And then <laughs> if I put Bogosian in there, I get, like, 15 replies saying Lenton's playing. So it'll be interesting. I don't know um, what I'm expecting. Uh, obviously, well, I guess we'll s- there's no preseason, right? So it- it's going to be kind of interesting because, you know, guys like Barabanov, guys like Lenton in, um, someone like, I don't know, Travis Boyd or Pierre Engvall, if there's no preseason games, there's no real re- way to prove yourself other than, I guess, practice. I don't know if they'll do some scrimmage or something, but um, it's not like you're... Like, I think in, in most years, we're kind of watching guys closely. Like, I remember the one year everyone was watching Borgman and Callie Rosen. It was like, okay, who's going to make the team? And then last year, everyone was watching because there's Nick Shore, there's Timoshov, there's Frederick Gauthier. Everyone's kind of wondering who's going to make the team. This year, there's none of that. So it's just kind of like... You're going to kind of really see what, you know, Dubas and Keith think of the player, I guess, on paper, because you're not going to have a great chance to see them uh, in, in, in preseason. Now, maybe the back-to-backs help. I don't know if the taxi squad, I know you have to send them up and down. But that's going to be kind of an interesting uh, subplot here as the season starts. Uh, I got one other question in terms of the lineup, Nick. Does Nick Robertson, A, play any games this year, and B, become a regular? So, oh boy. The difference here is, you know, he could play three games and never be seen again. So, A, does he play at all? And B, does he become a regular? Someone that we see in, you know, down the stretch or in a playoff lineup? Uh, so, he, he definitely plays this year. Um, does he become a regular? Oh boy, that's a million dollar question. I really think that. Um, it's, it's so tough to say because, you know, when it comes to that bottom six, I don't even know if. Like when you look at that Robertson, Vizi, Engvall, and 
pretty much that bottom six, those left wingers there. Like, I, I don't know if we're really going to know who a regular really is until the playoffs. Um, I think Keefe is just going to be switching up those lines every single night, depending on who they play. And it's going to be kind of difficult to know who is the regular, unless there's a real kind of someone who really pushes them forward. But like we've seen last year, we saw Pierre Engvall play really well and people were, you know, ready to trade Janssen and ready to trade uh, Mikhaev because Engvall was our top six left winger and people thought that he could play there. And then all of a sudden he he kind of hit the hit his ceiling and, and kind of plummeted down. So um, it's a short season. So I think they're going to have to ride the hot hand at times, but I, I don't know if we're going to see Robertson kind of elevate himself as a regular just because, you know, I think Jemmy Vesey is a legit NHL player. So I think it's going to be tough for him to kind of, kind of really separate him from, from that type of player. But again, Robertson's so young that it's, uh, you know, he doesn't really need to prove himself as a regular this year. Um, but the fact that he's even playing is just amazing. So can I say no, you don't think so? I'll say no. Yeah, okay. I'll say no. Wow guy's heartless i know geez <laughs> right before the prospect draft wow right right before uh, i get the first pick this year too right yeah so i don't know now there's injury people are i think a lot of people thought you were gonna take robertson and now robertson robertson might not even want to sign with me after that i don't even know if robertson knows if you're taking him. <laughs> uh yeah so let's let's get right into the prospect so last year we we picked um uh, it's about 10 eight players each yeah. Um, we'll see if we do that. Maybe we'll do eight to ten players each. Um, and so I'll start here with the first pick. We're going to do a snake draft. So you'll get the second and third. I'll get the fourth and fifth, and so on. So I will actually will take Nick Robertson. Hold on, hold on. You got to thank people for their hospitality. You got to do the whole. You can't just. We got to do that this pick. year. Okay, so from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And and thank you, Kevin, for your hospitality here, uh, hosting us with this this beautiful draft here. But from the Toronto Maple Leafs, I will draft Nick Robertson first overall. Uh, and I think you know, last year you went off the board and you took Robertson on one, and he's kept his spot. But you know what? What more is there to say about him? He, I mean, his past season was absolutely electric. Um, he was two steps ahead of everyone in the OHL. Um, in the playoffs, I didn't think that he, with the NHL playoffs, sorry, I didn't think he looked out of place at all. Um, I really, I even had him in my game five lineup um, over Kyle Clifford when Andreas Janssen became healthy. I still think that Sheldon Keefe should have put had uh, Robertson in, especially in a series where the Leafs were struggling to score a goal. That shot's absolutely elite. I think his motor is is underrated. Uh, it's understated too. Um, and his desire to get better just seems unmatched by by other prospects. I think that's so well documented and for good reason. Seems like a guy that's just so driven to make the NHL and and you know from the strides he's made in this past year, um, you know how can you blame him? So I think he's I think he's going to add some 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 shooting talent obviously to the bottom six with the Leafs. Uh, I think you could put put him on the second power play when he is in the lineup and he's going to add to that. So. You know, I think he's the easy first pick here, but I do love Rasmus Sandin, who who would be the next one. But I think there has been a little bit of separation between Robertson and, and Sandin now. Yeah, I would have went Robertson if I had the first pick as well. Just remarkable what he did. Like he was, I want to say he's about a week away from being eligible for the 2020 draft, uh, and he's he's already played in four NHL games. So I mean, he went back to the OHL put up goal per game numbers that we just haven't seen since I think it was Lindros the last guy that matched he was pretty good game now you can nitpick 
you can nitpick. You can say that, you know, it was a weaker weaker conference this year. He didn't have that many assists compared to guys like Marner that have come through. But you look at all the OHL players that have come through there over the years, and pretty remarkable what he's done. And he's, and he's not just an empty cal- calories player, as you said. He can kill penalties. He's got a great motor. Um, if I'm going to nitpick his game, I would say he's just an okay carrier. Uh, he's just an okay in terms of just raw speed, like if you like captain type speed where you're going to get breakaways. Uh, he's got a he's got a good breakaway move. He always goes, fakes backhand, goes forehand, always. It's his only move. Um, he's got a great shot. Uh, you know his playmaking is, I think, underrated, but you know it's it's still not elite. But just a guy that seems like he's going to score a bunch of goals. Would have been fun to see him at the World Juniors uh, because he's not there. I'm starting to lean that he might actually be in the lineup again. I don't know what they've promised guys like VZ and, and Barabanov. And with no preseason, it's tough to know what's you know what's going to happen there. But I think he'll get in eventually if he plays well. Yeah, I don't see why not. So, uh, especially if the OHL starting later, uh, he'll probably get a bit of an audition, which is nice. Um, but yeah, Nick, good pick. I'll I'll give you credit for that one, and I appreciate uh, your recognition for the hospitality here. <laughs> I'm. Uh, uh, I think everyone's very curious to know about your second pick. Um... Yeah, a guy that I drafted next last year, but maybe you go off the board here with uh, someone who's new to the draft this year. Well, Nick, you called it. I'm going off the board. Wow. I well, I have two picks here, so I, I could kind of. That's still that's still big though. Sandine's gonna be pissed. He is gonna be pissed, but I did it last year and it worked. So I'll, that's pretty much my only reason here. Um, I've seen a bunch of Ramirov, obviously. Um, one of my favorite players heading into the draft. Um. I think I've been tweeting since March that you know he's going to be one of my favorite picks in the mid-first round. Um, and then I was going to be following his career just because I liked him. Um, but obviously when the Leafs kind of were gifted the 15th overall pick, um, obviously it became a lot more realistic. And uh, I know a lot of people want a defenseman there, but he's a good player. Like if you go back uh, to the under-18 tournament, which would have been, I think it was 2019, um, but he was playing basically with the year before his draft. So the, so Jack Hughes, Cole Caulfield against them. And Russia ended up upsetting the United States. And it was just a loaded U.S. roster. Zagres, obviously Caulfield, as I said. They had Jack Hughes, Alex Turcotte, Spencer Knight, Cam York. Like that team was loaded. Everyone thought it was going to be a Canada-U.S. final. And it ended up being Russia-Sweden. So uh, Amirov was named one of the top three forwards of the tournament. Uh, by the media, and the other players were Jack Hughes, Cole Caulfield. Uh, he was probably third, but still quite impressive. So, I mean, that's basically pretty damn close to what the World Juniors are. It's just, you know, a year and a, or two earlier. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he's going to go out and dominate. I think if he's playing with... We'll get we'll get into the World Juniors specifically a bit later. I think if he's playing with uh, Marat Kuzindinov and specifically Vasily Bodkolzin, like, he's played with Pod Coles in tournament after tournament and just dominated. Um, you know, I do think people overrate the World Juniors a bit. Like, if, if he only puts up a couple points and he's getting chances and he's getting rushes, you know, that might not be the worst thing in the world. It's not always points that that matter. But I do think he's, he's going to have a chance to have a real good tournament here. He's good at the Cargella Cup, um, which was after the draft. He's been pretty good in the KHL, although he doesn't have a ton of opportunity, and they're kind of... They're really simple. Like they don't have any playmaking on that team whatsoever. Uh, they just traded Shostakov, which is kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I mean, we know he can play in the, the KHL. We know he can dominate Russian junior hockey like he did last year. Uh, we know he's a, a pretty good player uh, on these best-on-best best tournaments. Uh, I think, because I've been watching a lot of, of this year's prospects, 2021 draft, I think he would be in my top 10 for sure in 2021. Um, I was kind of debating putting him in my top 10 this year, and it was a really strong draft, even over... Like, I think he's kind of in the conversation with Holtz and, and Lundell, even though, you know, I never had him ahead. I think he's in that conversation. So I, I, I do think very highly of him. I think he's got a high floor. Like, I can't really see him being worse than a third-line winger. Uh, he's got a ton of upside. Like, he's, he's a wicked transition player. He's a good skater. Uh, he's got length. He's good defensively. He always kills penalties for Russia. I bet he'll be on their penalty kill at the World Juniors here. Um, and... I just think he's got a chance to be, you know, maybe a first line player, if not a very good second line player. He doesn't have to. He's not amazing on the power play, but he doesn't have to be. Um, and you know, now that I'm saying this, I'm sure he'll rack up tons of power play points at the World Juniors. But um, you know, I think the Leafs were looking for a good five on five player, and I think they got one. So, you know, I think Sandin's really good too. I think it's neck and neck, but. I wanted to go a mirror. I'll go off the board again, and hopefully it works out like it did last year. Yeah, you know, I, you, you can't blame you can't blame this pick, especially when you have the next pick where you're going to get Sandin anyways. So, um, yeah, but when it, with a mirror, you know, I had him at twelve in my in my personal draft ranking. I had him over guys like Seth Jarvis, and um, yeah, so like I, I had him pretty high. Um, I'm not going to really repeat a lot of the stuff you said. I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, just a great player on and off the puck. He always makes the right decision. Uh, a guy that, you know, isn't going to to look to beat guys one-on-one unnecessarily. If it is necessary, then he will kind of pull out his skills, and he has the skills to do this high-end things, you know, in his toolbox. So um, it's just a classic Leafs pick. Just a, a smart player, you know, doesn't really... He isn't really a, a top-end skater, but I think that, you know, if, if there's anything that you want to improve in a prospect, it would be that. And I think the Leafs have shown that with their current player development that they can make guys better skaters. And I think Amirov hopefully can go down that path. So um, I love this pick. I think that he's going to have a coming out party at this uh, next World Juniors when he's playing with those two players. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch him. Easily the, the most exciting prospect to watch at this World Juniors for the Leafs. Yeah, for his development, I think... It's largely going to be playmaking and finishing ability he's got to work on. I think he's he's an NHL skater today. Um, he's going to be an above-average NHL skater, I would think, for sure. Uh, not captain quite, like not that fast, but fast, above average. And then he kind of looks like Nylander out there, just the way he, he carries the puck, protects the puck, uh, cycles the puck. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch him. I love Vasily Podkolzin too. I just think that duo works so well together. So I, I, I'm hoping they play together. I don't know if it's the right call for Russia. Maybe, maybe balance the lines, but uh, that's going to be a real fun duo if they do play together. Um, so yeah, I, I just think he's a guy that probably goes top 10 if he's in this year's draft 2021 because it is a bit weak. Um, he's a guy that was kind of borderline and for that reason, I put him second. I think you could even... I, I've seen some arguments that he could be first. I don't hate it. Um, I know Robertson has the great scoring numbers. I would have Robertson one. I just think what he did in the OHL, he, he has to be one. But uh, I could at least see... A, I could certainly see a world... Like, if you told me... If you came back in a time machine and told me that Amirov was better than Robertson, I'd believe you. 
Um, so yeah, I, I I had to pick. I I wanted to put him too. I didn't have to, but Nick, I am going to do the predictable thing here at number three. I'm going to take Rasmus Sandin, a uh, player who, speaking of the World Juniors, was excellent last year. I thought he was the best defenseman in the tournament. Uh, he's a great puck mover. Just good things happen when he has the puck. He's great under pressure. Uh, when four checkers come, he's he's able to spin off of them. Uh, he's able to make passes on his backhand. Uh, he's a great power play quarterback. He sees the ice really well. Uh, he can jump up. He's not the fastest guy, but he protects the puck so well. He's so strong for his size, and it, it seems like he got stronger over the offseason. At least that's what the rumors are out there. And then I would have played him in the playoffs when – Muzzin went down. I thought he looked pretty good in his NHL stint. Like I'm a big fan of him. Uh, he's so young too. Like no one his age is really in, in the NHL. Not many, at least. Uh, he's he was a top player for Sweden all the time. He's really good with the Marlies at a young age. Uh, what he's done is is pretty impressive. I think he's he's got a very good chance to be a top four defenseman and an excellent puck mover for years to come. And you know he's he's pretty much NHL ready. I think you could put him in a in a role right now and not hate it. Uh, there is a lot of depth, so I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity, but uh, I think he is the clear, uh, either the number two or the number three in the system. Yeah, I had him as number two. Um, I still think he's a little bit better than, or a little bit better of prospect than Amirov, just because of how much he's taken a stride, especially that year after the the draft. Um, I think that sometimes we we predict that there's going to be exponential growth every single year in terms of the way uh, prospects move up the depth chart in an organization and sometimes when they don't move up in that exponential kind of route people start to kind of doubt that prospect and i think that's the case with rasmus sandin where you know in that first year he he looked really good on the marlies he was one of their best defensemen he came up with the leaves he played well and then this year he kind of you know he still looked like he easily looked like the one of the best marlies if not the best marley and then when he was with the leaves he kind of he kind of hit a ceiling there for a little bit, and, and people started to doubt him. You know, it. we still need to remember that he is very, very young. He's still 20, and like you said, a lot of defensemen that you know were drafted the same year as him and drafted ahead of him haven't even played in the NHL yet. So there's absolutely no rush with him. I'm glad that he is with the taxi squad. And, uh, you know, I thought I, I, I found it kind of funny that he, he he's gained some weight because he already, like, he, he's not really a big guy before, but he would... He was already able to to kind of hit guys pretty. He he had some pretty big hits. So yeah, he's physical. Yeah, so it's funny to see him get a little bigger, um, and I think it's going to help him. I mean, his obvious big plus is his um, the amount that he he helps in transition and, and his passing and his understanding of time and space is just amazing. So he was number two for me. Uh, I'm going to be sad that he's not on my team this year, but uh, you know I'll try and get him next year. All right, well, I might pick him next year. I guess I have the first pick, so I could stop you, I guess. Well, he, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if he's even a prospect next year. Like, I don't know. we got a lot to... Uh, I know. So we'll see. we got to start, start my prep work for next year tonight. I'm going to have to. As soon as this is done. The only thing I'll say about him would be, I guess, the skating is, you know, he can get beat out wide sometimes because he's not the fastest skater, but he's so strong on his skates that... Uh, you know, he's still quite good. He's, he's really moving the puck. We'll see what happens in terms of, you know, defensive impact. I do think he's certainly going to be a very good puck mover. I love Sandine. I mean, he's one of my favorite prospects, so I'm, I'm not going to knock him too much. Um, 
think I was the president of this. I think I still am probably the president of the Sandine fan club, but I'm also the president of the Amira fan club, and I, I had a tough decision there. So we need we need a cap on how many uh, how many clubs? players you can be the pre- president. Yeah, I would we say need a cap here. I can't tell you who else I'm the president of because I might check them later. I can't tilt my hand. So okay, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna claim to be the president at some point of of some player. I don't know who it's gonna be yet. Okay. Uh, I got some players in mind, but it's going to come later in the podcast. Right. So I'm just preparing you in in uh, in advance. But Perfect. I'll, I'll take. Pick I'll start four. the yeah. Pick four. So stick it still in the second round, um, and I'm going to take Til- Timothy Lilligren here. Uh, another player that I feel like that little kind of exponential growth spiel that I had really applies to him as well. Another player that's still very young um, and feels like he's been with the Marlies for so long now. But, um, you know, last year I thought that he kind of brought his game all together and with the Marlies. I thought that, you know, the year before that he had a really nice defensive season. And last year he kind of kept that same kind of the ability to stop transition play. And he really worked on his play in his own end while honing in those offensive skills that he was drafted for. So um, I had a tweet actually a couple weeks ago where it said that in terms of offensive production, there were only two U21 defensemen with more points per game than Lilligren in the AHL last year. And that was Jake Bean and Eric Brandstrom, two very, very good prospects. Now, again, points aren't everything, but I think Lilligren's really striving and doing well in you know, the non-points-related kind of possession-based you know, um, stats. So the fact that he's also getting some offensive production is really nice. We're going to have to be um, very, very patient with him. And, you know, we'll see how he does this year. I don't know if he's going to be with the Marlies or with the Taxi Squad. But, you know, we don't really have that many high-end right, right-sided right defensemen or right-handed defensemen. So, you know, right now I think Lilligren, we, we really need to, to, to be patient with him. But I'm very happy with this pick. Yeah, so I'll, with Lilligren, I thought he was really good his rookie season um, for an 18-year-old in the HL. He kind of... I don't want to say he just stopped getting better, but he he was he suffered from some injuries. I know he missed the World Juniors. Uh, it wasn't just the smoothest development path for those reasons, but he's a good AHL player. I think that's clear. He's a above average skater, a good transition defender. Uh, he's certainly not as good of a puck mover as ex- as I expected him to be coming out of the draft. Um, I don't think that I'd put him on a power play over like Riley Sandine. So he's he's probably not going to get much power play time when he when he comes up. Um, there's also guys like Brody who could do it, Nico Lettinen who could do it. Uh, I don't really see, I haven't really seen Lilligren as much of a difference maker on the power play for the Marlies. I think he's just, you know, competent there. Uh, I do think that he's, as a result, if he's not going to get power play time, uh, he's going to have to probably kill penalties. And, you know, he keeps getting stronger and stronger. I think that's what needs to happen. Uh, I look at a guy like Rasmus Anderson who just felt like he was in the AHL forever with Calgary and, you know, it took him a while, but he's a really good defenseman now. And uh, I do think defensemen take a while. And because he started in the AHL right off the bat, I think he, he seems older than he is. Um, like if he had gone back to Sweden for a couple of years and then came to the Marlies, uh, maybe I think everyone's going to think he's younger at that point. Um, but he's good. I mean, he was, a, he was a good player for Sweden at the World Juniors, uh, which is a good sign way back when. Uh, he's been good with the AHL. Uh, I think when I look at the roster for next year, I think – you know, you look at the expansion draft, and I think everyone's looking at Justin Hall or Travis Dermott as the two guys most likely to be picked. And if if so, there's probably going to be a hole to fill 
uh, on the back end. I also look at like like Miko Lettinen, if he has a good year, because I believe he's an unrestricted free agent. If he has a good year, the Leafs probably can't afford him. If he has a bad year, then you know he's probably not in the top six. So he's going to be kind of a you know he might be a one and done guy. Lettinen as well, and Bogosian's just on a one year deal. So uh, there could be a spot for Lilligren next year. I think that's the goal. I think the the hope is that you know we can get him playing get him playing in the AHL this year. But I do think he's kind of the clear four in this system. Um, you know, when you have Sandin and Mirov, both former first-round picks, as well, and then Robertson, who certainly should have been. Um, I think Lilligren's kind of a notch below them just because of what they've done, uh, the, the first three, but um, certainly a good pick four next. So I'm kind of intrigued here with what you do at five because I got This no is idea. where it gets interesting. It gets yeah, this is where it gets interesting. I don't know um, who I'm going to pick after you, so I'm kind of... I don't know who I want you to pick. Yeah, you know, I think... Um, there's kind of a, this would be like kind of the third tier of Leafs prospects. I would probably put Robertson, Sandin, Amirov in tier one. Lilligren would be in a tier of his own in tier two. And then I think there's three players for myself. I'm not going to give them away because I don't want, I want to steal a pick from, I want to get two of these three guys potentially. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take from Asat in Liga, wow. Roni Hervinen. So I've kind of, with one other player, I've been kind of going back and forth with, with these two players for the last you know couple months when the Leafs first drafted Hervin in, but I just absolutely love the way he plays. Um, when we did the TLN prospect ranking, um, he was 12th. I had him 5th, um, so I'm a lot higher than I, I feel a lot of people on Hervin in. Just a fantastic playmaker. I think I absolutely love his hands. He can make players look silly. Uh, whether that's in transition or whether when he's in the tr- um, offensive zone. Pretty good skater, very shifty. Like I said, that kind of adds to his his value in transition. Um, but what I really like about him is his play off the puck. He, he never stops skating. He always wants to get involved, whether his team has the puck. And when his team doesn't have the puck, he's always looking to try and get it back. Or So his positioning is very, very good just because of how much he's moving uh, and how much he wants to be involved in the game. The other thing is when there is any sort of any sort of battle, he does not back down from any of those battles. He's an undersized guy, so I think that you know just kind of gaining strength is really going to help him because he never backs down from a battle. But he does; he can get pushed off the puck just because of his size. But he, he almost has like a Trevor Moore type like relentlessness, which I absolutely love to see. In terms of his offensive production, he's. In terms of Liga, he's definitely a step below some of the, the higher-end Finnish prospects like Kod Kinyemi or Lundell or Kupari. He's kind of more on pace to how Kapanen was. Um, we'll see how he does this year. I'm really excited to see him with the World Juniors. I think this Finland team, especially since they have so many Leafs, is going to be an interesting watch. But um, right now, you know, it's tough to say whether Hervinen will be a, a center or a winger at the NHL level. I think he's still some years away from that. But... Um, definitely a player that I want to watch because I, I just love his whole package. So um, I'm very intrigued to see who you take next, but I want to I want to hear what you what you think about Hervinen. So I had Hervinen in the 20s for a while this year. I ended up putting him around I think 41 on my final draft rankings. I dropped him a bit, a because it was very close, like 20 to 40 range is really deep this year. Uh, he kind of came at the end of the tier. Um, I do think I have some skating concerns, specifically for a smaller player. Um, he is good shifty. He's fairly strong on his feet, but 
Uh, if you are smaller, I do ideally want you to be above average in terms of just raw speed. Um, he's really got really good hands, as you said. He can make guys look silly. He's a pretty good playmaker. He goes to the net. I don't know if I see a ton of upside because of the skating and size combination. Like, you might be hoping for a third line center, which is pretty good. Um, you might end up on the wing. Um, we'll see about the two way game. And, you know, this Pro Junior is going to be a great test for him. I mean, he's played for Finland at tournament after tournament, um, and he's done pretty well. I don't think he's a star there, but he's done pretty well. He's he's always put up some pretty good points. Uh, this tournament should be a good test for him. I'm going to be watching him really closely. It's kind of nice this year because, you know, they have three, the Leafs have three prospects on Finland, three on Russia, so you just have to watch two teams to watch all their prospects. But I, he's a guy, they're going to count on him for scoring uh, because they're, Finland's not all that strong this year. Uh, they got good defense, good goaltending. I don't know about their scoring. He's going to get power play time, I, I'm sure. Uh, he's going to be counted on to score, and, and you know they'll really need him behind Lundell. So I think this will be a really good test. I think it was pretty, pretty even uh, in terms of who you would have taken next, Nick. So I wasn't really sure where you're going to go, but uh, good pick there. I can't knock it too much. I think he's a borderline. If he went in the end of the first, I wouldn't have been shocked. Uh, the least took him at 44 I would have been happy with that pick so um yeah it's funny nick he's actually playing right now and they showed it on the jumbotron that he went to team to oh did they did that how, how many uh, like whoever was at the game whether it was like a hundred people were definitely on their feet well, they were they Just, were yeah waving the towels i'm not that popular in a sat so they were they were hoping that he went to your team but oh they love me over there okay well, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to take. Ooh, I know who you want to take. I might let you take him. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I've really changed over the last uh, couple weeks, kind of with all this extra time to watch prospects. So my I, list has kind of changed. Okay. Well, I got I got two picks here, and I want three guys. So I'm gonna start. Okay, I'm gonna start with. Topi Nimala. I gotta take the other Finn. I had him right next to Hervinen in my draft rankings. I think he's gonna have a good role juniors, though because he's a defenseman, he might not be in all the highlight reels, but he's solid. He can really defend. Uh he's a really good skater. Uh he's not all that small, I think he's six feet tall, so you know, there's no big height concerns. Uh he just he's good off the puck. Like he's just always moving. He can really pinch and keep pucks in and, and uh, I think it, if if I recall correctly, his his like advanced stats like just like Corsi shot attempt differential in in Liga right now is really strong, and that's expected. He kind of reminds me of Victor Mete type just because he's so fast, um, just really good on his feet. He play, he actually plays on the power play um, for Finland. I don't know if he will at the World Juniors just because uh, I think it'll be Billy Hinola and Casper uh, Pudio. I think. But he's got a chance to maybe run the second unit, maybe. Uh, he can kill penalties. You know, I don't. He might be like more of a second unit penalty kill guy because he's not that big. Um, and I don't think he'll play on an NHL power play, but he's a competent puck mover. I just think he's got a good chance to be a defenseman in the NHL, and uh, he's also a right shot. So I didn't think he'd be in the in the third round. Really surprised that happened. I was thinking like early second round, maybe late first. So to get him. Uh, in addition to Herbin in with the 44th. That's the value you got from the 44th pick. Uh, got to take that all, all the time. So anything you want to add about Topi Nimala here? I'll have a quick question. Is is that the guy that you thought that I was going to take? No. 
Okay, interesting. Because this this actually was the guy that I was hoping would drop. Um, I absolutely love Nemo's game. I think he's, as you said, he's smart. He's mobile. Um, similar to Hervinen, like Nemo's also also he's always moving. Um, even especially when he's in the offensive zone, he's always looking to jump up into the play. He's always walking the line to try and get open. Um, and his his really strong mobility and edge work kind of allows him to do that with ease. Uh, defensively, I think he's pretty good in his off is in the defensive zone. Um, he really doesn't give up the line easily, and he keeps up a, a good gap, but also like really pressures incoming forecheck uh, puck carriers. Sorry, to to make a decision, and it, it kind of I, I see that you the the Mete comparison um, just in terms of his skating, but I, I think that the way that he defends his line and defends is a little different than Mete. Um, it almost reminds me a little bit of. Now, I might get some some flack for saying this, but it reminds me a lot of Doughty, like in his prime. Um, I certainly don't think he's going to be as good as Doughty in his prime, but just the way that he defends in his own end and 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 the line. Um, so, love that pick. That was the guy that I was hoping would drop to me, but uh, I'm intrigued to see your next pick. But I I really do think I know who the next pick's going to be. Really? Okay. I think so. Because I don't. So okay. I'm going to. I actually want to take a different player. But I feel like I might have a. I don't think I have a chance at, at getting either player because you have two picks. But I'm gonna take a chance here, and go with Mikhail Abramov. That's yeah. who you thought I was gonna take. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I thought so. That, so those were the three players in my third tier: Abramov, Hervinin, and Nimala. So, we hit, we hit him. I had another guy there, so I'm hoping you don't take him. Okay, so Abramov is playing for Russia at the World Juniors. So another World Juniors guy. Uh, and I don't know if we mentioned it, but Nimala and Hervinen are both on Finland. Uh, Abramov is going to be teammates with Amirov. Abramov is actually the 13th forward right now in, in their practices. I think he's going to work his way up, but I wouldn't. Uh, you know, there's no pre. I don't. There's just one pre. Uh, not pre. Pre-tournament game. That's the word. Uh, there's one pre-tournament game, so I don't know how much of a chance he'll get. But I'm sure as the tournament goes on, uh, he'll work his way into the top 12. He's a center for Victoriaville. I think I've watched him play every game this year. Um, really, really skilled. So uh, he, at, at the time of the draft, I noticed him at the at the under-18, I think. Uh, he was either the under-18 or Helenka, but he was a good carrier, a skilled player, just really skinny. Um, so I actually had him right at the end of my top 62, and the Leafs got him in the fourth round. So that was I thought it was a good pick at the time. Then he goes to Victoriaville, gets stronger. Uh, he's been playing up the middle there. Uh, he is their offense. Like when he goes on, you know, he's the guy that's counted on to score. It's, it's you. You called Nimala Doughty, so I'm allowed to say this. I like Abramov is like the McDavid of Victoriaville. <laughs> he's not going to be anything close to McDavid at the NHL level, but like Victoriaville doesn't really score when he's not on the ice. Like it's almost like he's solely counted on for offense. So like the power play runs through him. Uh, he he just racks up a ton of points. I do have some concerns. He is a bit smaller. Uh, even though he got stronger, he's still going to be, you know, below average in strength at the NHL level. Uh, he's a he's a okay skater to slightly good skater, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. Uh, I think he does have upside. Like because of his skill, if he does become an NHL player, he's someone who can rack up some points. I do have questions about his two-way game. That's what I'm interested to see at the World Juniors because you know sometimes he's just not challenged at the queue depending on who he's playing. And sometimes they're counting on him so much for offense that 
You know, he's not an amazing two-way forward. They have a guy, uh, Vasily Ponomaryev, who's on Russia, who's, I think, a much more solid two-way threat. And, you know, maybe that pushes Abraham to the wing. Um, he's not all that big, so, you know, I don't know about, you know, penalty killing. He doesn't penalty kill in Victoriaville, at least not this year. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's tough, like we saw with Bracco, for example. Like, you got to be a good five-on-five player to make the team. You can't just be power play, so... He is really good in the queue. I'll take him for that reason here. Don't know if it was the right pick, but I feel like you're going to take him next. So that's the main reason for me taking him. Yeah, that was like um, like Brian Burke to uh, you want him with, with the Kadri. Yeah, that's this might become a video now, but um, yeah, that was going to be my next pick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up Victoriaville. Like I, you you've seen every game of him this year with Victoriaville. Pretty close, I think. I think so, but I mean, I could have missed like one or two. I I can't stand watching him with Victoriaville. Like I I made notes for one of the games, and I have written. It reminds me of when Nylander was with Connor Brown and Patrick Marlowe in the playoffs when Kadri got suspended. Like watching watching him play with Victoriaville. Like like you said, like he is their offense. Um, I find that it's really tough to get a good read on him when he plays for Victoriaville, just because. Like he has to do it all. When, you know, whenever he does, he doesn't have the puck. It's it's very choppy hockey. And then as soon as he gets the puck, he has to try to create, and and the other team kind of just zeroes in on him. But you know, when when you see him at at international tournaments, I think it's a lot it's a lot better read on him just because you know he he's playing with kind of capable players with him. Um, so we kind of see it come out. I think he's going to be an interesting guy to watch at this World Juniors. Hopefully, he plays. Um, quite a bit but like you said like he's a little bit skinny um very very skilled player that's that's very good in the offensive zone uh still want to see a little bit more in transition but like like i just can't get a good read on him with victoriaville right now so uh he's one of the players i'm really going to be watching in this uh, world juniors because I, I feel like i just haven't got a good read on him yet yeah he's a little bit more power in his skating stride and his legs um it's gonna be interesting i know they play canada in pre-tournament a couple days from now and Canada's centers are are just loaded. Like they have, I think it's Dylan Cousins slash Kirby Dak. They'll probably rotate faceoffs in the first line. Then they have Connor McMichael, Alex Newhook, and Quentin Byfield right now on their so-called fourth line. So, you know, I'm going to be kind of curious to see get, you know, his lunch handed to him, or is he able to, you know, have an okay two-way game um, against those high-end offensive fo- offensive forwards. So that's where I'm going to be kind of watching. Um, more of the two-way game. I think he could rack up tons of points on the power play if he plays there. Uh, if he plays in a top six role, some like if he played in the middle of Pod Colson and uh, Amirov, I'm sure he'd rack up points. So I, I certainly think he has a chance to do that, like he does in Victoriaville. Um, he's got a really good shot. He can one time. Uh, he can beat goalies. He's got a pretty good wrist shot. It's not Matthews or anything, but it's pretty good. And he's a pretty pretty good vision, good playmaking. So. He has to round out his game, but he's still young. He's just drafted in 2019, so that's why I took him. I thought you were going to take him, so I'm, I'm, I don't think the guy I want is going to fall, but I'm hoping you don't take him. Yeah, I feel like Abramov is like I would have taken him, but I, I feel that it's almost based on what I've seen from other people. Like I, I feel like he's kind of my blind spot in in terms of my own kind of watching the game and my critics of uh, the the current prospect system, but. My next pick is pretty easy for me. It's actually going to be Philip Hollander, um, a guy that the Leafs virtually got for free 
um, in that Kapanen deal. Like I would have been completely okay with with Amirov straight up one for one for Kapanen. Uh, the fact that they got Hollander in there too with some cap space, it's a steal. But we're not even going to get into that. Uh, I think Hollander is just a really interesting player. I think that he he works extremely hard. Almost has like a Zach Hyman type motor on him. Um, he when he has the puck, you know. I wouldn't say he's got the most the best hands, but I, I think he can make passes in tight and, and really find guys at the last second, which is something that really stands out to me. Um, definitely not a smaller type player. He's 6'1", um, and probably around just under 200 pounds. So he's he's definitely on the bigger side. He can he can battle well. Um, and it seems like he's been at the SHL for years now. So he, he's kind of like a Kapanen where he... He's been playing above his age group for, for quite a while now. So sooner or later, that's going to catch up to him um, in a good way. So I, I think that he's got a pretty high floor as a result. Um, I th- definitely think he's going to be an NHL player. Uh, I just don't know how much upside there is, but I think he's going to be a pretty good bottom six winger for sure. Uh, he's played center in the past, so I wouldn't keep that out of the question. But I think that him playing winger is, is a lot more, um, there's more chance of that happening, but I think this is probably one of the easiest picks I've made this draft. Um, is that the guy you thought I was going to take? I thought you. I thought it was one of the guys you were going to take, not the guy I wanted. Okay. Um, do you want to touch on Hollander, and then I'll do my next pick? Sure. So Hollander, I saw him play, I think, just the other day. Um, and I followed his draft, too. So I've seen him play probably over 20 times. He wasn't all that good at the World Juniors. I think he went pointless. Um, he is kind of boring. That'll be kind of my criticism of him. He's not a high-end playmaker. He's not a high-end goal scorer. Um, but his work ethic is quite good. So he can kill penalties. Uh, he's playing on the first line in the SHL. And, you know, I know the points aren't really there this year, but he's been about a half-point-per-game guy uh, in previous seasons. There's no real reason why he can't do that again. Uh, he can play. He goes to the net. He can kind of score some garbage goals around there. I would expect a, a bottom six forward. I think that, like... I don't really buy the Hyman thing. I think Hyman's kind of a unicorn, just at how fast he is, how strong he is, and just how good his work ethic is. But um, Hollander is a good player. Just, like he's, you, you want those guys that are going to be able to be, you know, good pieces for you near the league minimum. I just think I don't know what the ceiling is. We'll see. I mean, he was a top player for Sweden um, growing up, so you know maybe he takes a step forward offensively at his age. It's certainly possible. Um, but I am thinking, like, I'm hoping for about a third-line winger there, which would be a, a nice piece. If he's like a Connor Brown type, you're, you're thrilled. So I uh, can't really uh, – I thought you were going to take him, either this pick or your next pick here. So, uh, yeah, not a bad pick there, Nick. And I'm hoping you don't break my heart here. So let's see. <laughs> um, yeah, the last thing I'll say about Hollander is, you know, I, I do agree to a certain extent that he is a boring player. Um, but – I think the, like a safe player and, and a high floor player is exactly what this prospect pool needs. Like feels like the Leafs have so many of these kind of boomer bust guys like that they kind of target. So it's nice to have a guy that, you know, has a higher floor and you can say that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be an NHL player, but might not be, you know, kind of that top six guy, like a lot of their other prospects. So like I said before, they got him for free. So, um, you know, he's a guy to watch, but my next pick you know, honestly, I'm not even happy that I'm getting this guy because I think I, I feel like I'm lower on him than a lot of people, including you. I feel. Okay. Well, let's see. That's Miko Kokkinen. Okay. Uh, is that the guy? Nope. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, 
yeah, you know, I'll take Miko Kokkonen here. Uh, he's in a, you know, my tier four with Philip Hollander. I have him ninth on my current uh, prospect ranking for the Leafs. So with Kokkonen, I know a lot of people have him higher. Some people have him higher than Mimola, uh, which I've seen. But with Kokkonen, he's just a very smart player. He's, he's, he's almost like that boring player in like a defensive version, a guy that really helps in transition. He has a very good first pass. Um, a decent skater, but I think that's where I have a problem with him. I think that, you know, there's just not that much offensive upside at this level right now. Um, again, he does help in terms of like transition and he can move the play up, up the ice. He makes smart decisions, but I just don't see him as a huge difference maker playing in Finland right now. I just don't know how well he's going to translate uh, when he comes over to North America. So I'm knocking my own player here, uh, but I, I feel like a lot of people are really high on Kalkin and I, I just haven't seen it just yet. Uh, we'll see how he does in the World Juniors, but again, safe player. I just don't know how that's going to translate when he comes over and whether his transition ability is going to really offset his lack of, of kind of difference-making skills. Yeah, I mean, he's a good... That's not a bad pick. I, I thought... It... Not the guy I wanted, but he was. If you that was going to be my pick, if you took the guy I wanted, um, I think he's kind of like Hallander, a bit on the boring side. But as you said, you kind of need some of those guys. Uh, he's not going to be a big point producer, but you don't really need a big point producer when you have Riley Sandine, uh, maybe a guy like Timothy Lilligren. We'll see. Um, I, I'm like if he could be a good, if he can have a good defensive impact and kill penalties and be steady back there. Uh, I'll be thrilled. I, I do think the World Juniors is going to be a, a good opportunity here because uh, he is the older age this year. And, you know, it, it's it's a break from pro hockey. Like, him playing, even though it's Liga, it's not the best pro league, it is going to be, like, most of the guys his age are still playing junior. So it is going to be kind of fun to see him play junior again. He was a, st- always a steady defenseman growing up. He always played uh, older uh, like, he played in the the under-18 when he was 17. Then he played it again when he was 18. And I think he, he played in the Alenka multiple times. Like, I saw this guy play a lot, and it's because he played the mature style. And it's going to be interesting. Uh, now that we've gone through here, Nick, uh, the three players that are playing for Finland, so I know you have uh, Ronnie Hervinen, uh, I took Topi Niemela, and now uh, Miko Kokkinen might actually play with Niemela at the World Juniors. So... Just being able to watch three on the same team should be interesting. I know Finland's not, you know, as strong as normal, but um, it is kind of convenient that we get to see three Leafs prospects play together. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, it's going to be just there's two teams you got to watch and Canada, I guess. Oh yeah, <laughs> Canada is loaded. But okay, I don't know if I'm even allowed to take this guy. I hope he's eligible. Go for it. You got to tell me if he's eligible. I wanted to take Joey Anderson. Take him. Were you? Think, was he on your list? Like, would you uh, have taken him? He wasn't on my like. I'm writing a prospect li- ranking right now. Yeah. Um, he's not on that list, so I probably wouldn't have drafted him. Like, even if we went through, but I think I think he's interesting. I think he can pass as a, a prospect, even though he's played a lot in the NHL. But but um, not a lot. But he has kind of he's kind of in between. He's kind of like that Dennis Malgin kind of area. Where, where he's played in the NHL but hasn't really cemented himself in the NHL. So I think we should allow it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, this draft, we're not actually making teams. I guess we got to, you know, it's probably not that big of a deal if you let me take him. I hope, I hope we have at least one person arguing this. <laughs> okay, well, I'm taking him. 
So I'm doing the uh, Brian Burke again. <laughs> uh, this time he didn't want him, but that's okay. I think, like, I've watched a couple New Jersey games. I think he's just a good worker. I don't buy that he's the next Blake Coleman. I don't buy that he's uh, the next Zach Hyman. I do kind of see a Connor Brown type. I think that's going to be very valuable. And I'm surprised the Leafs got him on a three-year deal. Like, it just... I think he was better than Wayne Simmons last year, and we'll get into Simmons. I think maybe Simmons can have a better year this year because he's healthy. But when I was watching the Devils games, he looked better than Simmons. Um, and I think he's, he can certainly play in the NHL right now. So I just think at this point in our draft, i got to take him. Uh, like Hallander, I think he's got similar upside. Probably a third-line guy. Maybe a, maybe he's your sixth top six forward at best. Um, that's my guess. But the Leafs seem to like him. I mean, they could have certainly got a pretty good pick for for Andreas Janssen. Um, like, they could have gotten, say, Ronnie Hervinen, um with that pick. Like, if they could have got a second rander, I, I would think, for Janssen. And that's like a Hervinen Emila type. So, um, obviously, the Leafs are quite high on him. I think he's going to be a player. Like, he's only making um, 750000 which is low for NHL standards, uh, just over the minimum. Uh, I think it actually is becoming the minimum. So just a guy that you can call up. Uh, maybe not this year because the depth's crazy, but we'll see. Uh, it might be a taxi squad guy, but a guy for next year you can put in your lineup. You're going to need those guys because it doesn't look like the cap's going to go up as much as expected. And just a guy that can work. Uh, he's got a little bit of skill. Uh, you can provide some secondary scoring. He was actually on the first line at the World Juniors. He was the captain um, in his second go-around there. So... It, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, he actually played, I think, in that outdoor game with like Brady Kachuk, Casey Middlestat. Um, I forget where that game was, but uh, he was the captain in that game, I believe. And you know, if he's a bit younger and, and he was drafted by the Leafs, I think we would have been maybe a bit higher on him. But because he wasn't, we don't really have much of a history with him. I, I think he's a little bit uh, overlooked at times. Uh, I know because of age, you didn't really have him uh, on your list, but. Uh, I'll consider him a prospect just because I think he's. I don't think he's starting in the NHL this year, at least not in the, in the top twelve. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm giving myself a bit of, of a Christmas present there, <laughs> Joey Anderson. Yeah, it's interesting with Anderson. He, he not a huge sample last year uh, with the Devils. Like he didn't really play too much with, in the NHL last year, but just ridiculously good uh, defensive numbers. Um, so. You know, like like you said, like it's surprising that they got him on a three-year deal, but I could see him playing in the NHL next year. Um, not this year coming up, but the one after that. Um, especially because it's, it's, I feel like when the eye test, like it's kind of difficult to, to come to sometimes see forwards that are very good defensively unless they're they're really good, like your Bergerons or Couturiers. Um, and especially wingers. Like wingers, it's, it's a little tougher to kind of notice that by the eye test. So... Um, Sometimes we're lower on them, guys like Connor Brown, guys like even Zach Hyman um, when he's at his best. So, you know, it's nice to have a guy like Joey Anderson because I think the Leafs have a lot of guys that, you know, obviously are very, very skilled, but need some guys that, that can work off the puck and, and provide some defensive value. So it's nice that they locked him up long term. And I think I think he, he adds some grit to your fantasy, to your uh, draft team here. I was going to say fantasy team for a second. <laughs> I guess it is, but uh, I actually, am I up next? Uh, I think so. Yes, yeah. Oh, I'm not prepared. Okay, I am going to take... Actually, I know exactly who I'm going to take. I'm going to take Nick Abruzzese. Nice. Uh, from 
Well, he, he did play for Harvard. They're not playing this year, so I, I, he's not playing as far as I know. Uh, Abruzzese was a top scorer on the USHL. I believe he led it in scoring. Uh, I, I just think he's got a, a decent amount of upside for this point in the draft because of his ability to rack up points, playing the power play. Uh, he is a bit smaller. I don't know if I see like high-end speed, but the USHL is a very good league. Like I'm, I've been watching uh, the U.S. National Development Program, uh, the under-18 team, and like guys like Daniel Gushkin, uh, who's just wicked, as kind of a side note here. Um, Chicago's a really good team, so I do think that you know you have to take some of the numbers with a grain of salt there, but. Um, he had a really good, str- strong season in Harvard. He's a bit older, which is a bit of a reason for pause. Um, you, you, like, you're comparing him to a guy like Lilligren, who's been playing in the AHL, which is better hockey, but uh, already one of the better players uh, in the NCAA. And at this point in the draft, I, I think I can't go wrong there. Yeah, I like that pick. I think with Abrazisi, you know, when I look at this whole kind of prospect pool, I, I look at two guys that I, I feel like I'm lower. Um, than on this, these players than a lot of people. And I think the first one is Miko Kalkinen, who I happen to draft here. And the other player would be Nick Eprazisi. He, I think his understanding of where his teammates are is extremely impressive. Um, I think he's very, very natural in, in terms of how he receives pucks and how he gets it ready to, to make a pass. I think that's really kind of driven his point production over the last year uh, in the NCAA. Uh, he sees seams very well. Like everything in that passing process, receiving, finding seams, hitting a player in stride, I think he's very, very good at. I don't think he has a great shot. Um, I don't think he's very fast. You know, it's almost like I'm kind of confused on how he he was so good with Harvard. Like he was fifth in scoring in the whole NCAA. Uh, I don't think he's very good in transition. So, you know, but you can't really blame that or, or knock that that production. So with him, I'm just a little confused on how he did that. Um because of just when you look at each of his individual skills, I don't think he really stands out. But just a smart player um, that that you know can kind of find the net and, and find players uh, in dangerous areas. So another guy that I'm kind of confused with, with along with Miko Kokkinen, but you know I'm, I'm intrigued to see where he goes. I just feel like I'm a little lower on him just because of his individual skills. Yeah, I think he's a really good playmaker. Um, obviously, we'll see. He's kind of been tough to evaluate for me because he's older. Like, in the USHL, I remember watching him, and it's kind of just, you know, there are quite a bit of good older players in that league. Obviously, he was one of the best. Um, and then at Harvard, it's like, okay, I can't really think of him as a freshman. I can't really, I don't know if I should, because he is a rookie in that league, I don't know how to compare. But, yeah, he had a really good strong season on the scoreboard. I just think it's some pretty good scoring upside at this point. Uh, I think he was the best player available that I had left here, but uh, I'm I'm curious to see where you go now because I think it's wide open at this point. Yeah, actually, he was. I had one player above uh, Brzezisi, um, but and that player would be. This is not going to be anyone's surprise. You drafted him last year, and I held it against you for this full year. And really? so this year, I'm going to take Mac Hollowell. Um, just. You know, on the smaller end, incredibly smart player who I think is probably one of the most well-rounded skaters in the whole organization. Um, I don't even know who I'd have him over in terms of skating. Um, probably like two or three players, if that. He's he's that good. Um, 
you know, he, he's kind of a, been an inconsistent player depending on what level you've watched him. In the OHL, he was absolutely dominant. He was pushing possession for his team. Um, he was part, He was pretty much their offense, especially on the defensive end. Um, in the ECHL, it was the same story. And now currently, he's in Europe uh, playing with Tutos, and he's a major contributor for that team as well. Uh, with the Marlies, it's been a bit of a different case and kind of a mixed bag. When he first got there, I felt that he was very, very timid. He wasn't jumping up into play like like he usually does. He was kind of making the simple play. Um, he was playing with Ben Harper, so that didn't really help. Uh, <laughs> I just I just wasn't really a fan Big of shout his. Out. Yeah, I know he's he's been in these uh, podcasts a bit more than I like, but um, you know I wasn't really a fan of of Hollowell's game when he first got to to the Marlies. But he had that EH, ECHL stint, came back with the Marlies, and I thought he was a lot better. I think that you know he's at his best when he's being aggressive and jumping up in the play and. And, you know, putting incoming four uh, puck carriers um, under pressure because of how good his skating is. So, uh, you know, going forward, definitely a little bit smaller. So, and he's definitely a little bit nonchalant when he's defending in his own end. Um, kind of seems like he doesn't really want to be there. And, and as soon as his team gets the puck, he kind of comes alive. So, uh, I definitely want to see him gain some strength and some urgency when he's defending. But other than that, you know, I think he's an intriguing prospect just because of how good his, his skating is and how smart he is. So he's definitely a guy that I would definitely keep an eye on considering you know how little and how uh, how bare the right side prospects are for the Leafs. But I've definitely been a fan of him since day one. So you know I'm going to say that I'm the president of the Mac Hollowell fan club. So, so there's my guy. Wow. I wasn't going to take him for a while. Um, well, maybe not. I wasn't going to take him next round, maybe the following round. I think he's a very good skater. Definitely one of the best in the organization. Um, I just struggle to see who he's going to pass on the depth chart. Like We're talking about Timothy Lilligren. So Holloway's, Hollowell. Okay, tough one. D- Dylan Holloway on uh, <laughs> Canada is messing me up here. But Mac Hollowell, is a, he's a year older than Timothy Lilligren. So he's a 98. I believe Lilligren's a 99. And we talk and talk about how's Lilligren going to find a role. Um you know, maybe one opens up next year and Lilligren gets a chance. I just don't know if Hollowell is going to be able to pass Lilligren on the depth chart. We'll see. Um, I think when you are an undersized defenseman, he's listed at 5'10". I think he might be shorter. Um, it, it's He's going to have like, he's not going to play on the power play, uh, I don't think, at least with, with Sandine and Riley there, unless there's an injury or a trade. Don't see him on the power play. Uh, he's... If he's on the penalty kill, it'll be a second unit for sure because he's he's undersized. Um, he, he was solid in the AHL this year. Uh, he was re- obviously really good with the with the Greyhounds as an overager uh, in the 2018-2019 season. But, um, yeah, he's fun to watch. I really like him on the Marlies. I think he's going to be a really good Marley. It's just I struggle, I guess, to see the path. But I guess we are in that point in the draft where, you know, not everyone's going to be an NHL contributor. So, um, I think it was so wide open that I can't knock the pick too much. Yeah, for this next pick, I don't know if I should go for the fun one or the even more fun pick. Wow. Because there's two fun picks coming up. You got um, two fun options. Let's go. You know, I'm going to stay true to my prospect ranking here. So I'll take I'll take Semyon Dargenchensev. Um, okay. Was that the fun one or the really fun one? No, the I, I passed on the really fun one. Okay. okay. And I'm hoping you don't take him or else I'll be upset. <laughs> I'll have some FOMO. But uh, uh, Dargan Chetsov's an interesting player. I think he really had a bounce back season this year. 
um, disappointing one the year before where, you know, the, the point production wasn't really there. But this year playing with Nick Robertson, um, and even I thought that, you know, it wasn't all Robertson, although he was awesome. Uh, Dargan Chetsov did hold his weight, I felt. I thought he's a fantastic playmaker, uh, strong on his edges. Not necessarily a fast skater, but, you know, there's, there's some players that want to push the pace and they want to beat players because and by becoming being faster than them. Uh, guys like Kapanen, guys like like Nathan McKinnon, they, they want to be faster than the other players. But there's some players that really like to slow the game down to their speed. Uh, guys like Joe Thornton, Mitch Marner is good at it. The Sedins were very good at it. And Semyon Durgan-Chensov is another one, a guy that can slow the whole game down to his speed and kind of control it that way. Um, he's incredibly shifty and he can move laterally really well. Um, and he also just uses body parts like his shoulders and, and the way he kind of moves his stick to deceive defenders into thinking he's going to do certain things and he does something else. So, you know, he's just an interesting player to me. Um, like you said, we're kind of at this part, part of the draft where, you know, it's tough to see the, the, the route to the NHL for a lot of these players. And I think Durgan Chensov is one. But, you know, I think with him, it's going to take time. And I, I think he really needs to really produce at a very, very high level to make the NHL. But I'm interested to see how he does with the Marlies because it, it sounds like he's going to get a year with them this year. So uh, that was my pick, and I'm hoping you don't take the really fun pick. But you have two picks coming up, so we'll see. So with SDA, I'll start with him. He was a little bit disappointing in his first year after the draft. So he's drafted in 2018. Goes back to the OHL. He only scored six goals in 62 games. Now, he did have 40 assists. That's, you know, you look at 46 points, 62, not bad. Um, not really that good for a draft plus one season, though he was, I think, pretty young. Um, but, you know, he did have a better year this year. 75 points, 55 games looks quite good. Still just 12 goals, though, and he played with Robertson. And if you play with Robertson this year, you're going to just rack up assists. So I have a really tough time. Uh, evaluating him. I know he's got half a point a game in the KHL this year. I still don't really know how to evaluate him. I don't think he can score. I think at his size, he's going to struggle uh, with his two-way game. Not just height, it's just he's quite weak. Um, he's a good playmaker, so I think, you know, not a not a brutal pick at this point, but uh, I actually wasn't going to take him because I did not write his name down. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but <laughs> he could have waited. Um, I'm glad you took him because... He would have been there. Um, so, yeah, not a bad pick there. I just I have concerns with these smaller guys in terms of the two-way game. And if you don't score goals, I, I think of you like Bracco a little bit where, you know, you really need to rack up assists if you're going to be successful. So right. we'll see where it goes. He's still quite young. I think because, you know, if he puts on some weight, we might see a bit of a different player. But I do think he's small and probably will always be small. But, yeah, not a bad pick at this point. Yeah, I'm. Th- this is where I'm. Uh, I'm kind of scared of your next two picks because I think you can really uh, can really break my my draft strategy here. Well, Nick, I gotta tell you, my phone bill has been high this month because Kyle Dubas keeps calling me trying to trade up for this pick, oh, but I'm no. not gonna. This is a really fun it. pick. I'm not dealing it. I am taking Dmitry Avchinikov here. Um, that was the super fun pick. That was the super fun pick. One of my favorite I... prospects right now to watch. I figured. He is fun. Now, he's playing huge minutes, like huge minutes, like 24, 25 minutes a night, uh, which is nuts. So it does help his points per game, but he is doing very, very well at the MHL level. 
Um, I did watch him pre-draft a few times. Uh, I didn't end up putting him on my draft rankings just because, you know, I only got to see him three times. Um, he is a bit of a mystery box in the MHL. It's a league where some teams are really good, um, and then there's some teams that are really, really bad, like barely win a game. So with 40 points, 28 games, uh, he is kind of his team's offense. He kind of reminds me of a Bramov that you can score in his one-timer. Uh, he's a good, really good with a puck, really skilled, that's evident. Uh, is a bit smaller. I do think he has to put on some weight. Uh, he has to learn how to win a face-off. He's going to stick up the middle. Uh, he played He played for Russia. I think it was against Sochi. Um, and just their, their under-20 team. Uh, he played on the wing there. I do think he's going to be a candidate for the World Juniors next year. Uh, I think he's a little bit similar to Abramov. And if you played in the queue instead of overseas, you might have even more attention on him. So... Uh, he has gotten into seven KHL games now, two last year, five this year. Uh, he is skilled. I think at this point in the draft, I'm, I'm hoping for some offense. He's definitely a, a long shot, but a guy that I thought was going to be a, you know, a, a good sleeper in this year's draft, someone you your ideal pick for just a home run late. Um, so it was kind of fun that they traded up for him. I know uh, Scouching, uh, who I talk with often, uh, you know, he was really intrigued by him. I know the Draft Dynasty stand- channel did a whole thing on him. I had a really tough time evaluating him just because it's the MHL. Um, I kind of struggle with that league unless you're, like, dominating like a Miro. Um, so, yeah, it was – It he's just fun. Like, I love I love watching him. The games are free on YouTube. Um, I'll just skin, like just sim to him – sim – I can't say this word uh, – <laughs> to his shifts. But he plays so often that you don't have to fast forward very much. So, uh, good power play player, really skilled, uh, really good in transition at that league. I think we all want to see him play in, uh, you know, the World Juniors next year just to see what he can do. But uh, I'm taking my my chances here. Yeah, I think this is a great time to take this chance. Um, you know, you said that he plays a lot. Like, let's say he plays 23 minutes a game. If I was the coach of that MHL team, I'd be playing him 33 minutes a game. Minutes a game because. <laughs> Whenever he's on the ice, that uh, Sabir team is in the offensive zone and good things are happening. He's an absolute beast in transition. I love watching him carry the puck. Um, extremely good edges in terms of just shifting in and out of uh, in the neutral zone. And, you know, he's a pretty good passer, pretty good playmaker. Um, doesn't have a very good shot, but I think he gets it off quick enough. And, and he's in the offensive zone so much that he gets his chances. I'm almost surprised that they he doesn't have more points than he does right now because of how many missed chances that there's been, whether it's from him setting up a teammate or him himself. Um, you know, if he continues to increase how much he's been producing at the MHL level, I would not be surprised at all because he's been that good. So um, we'll see how he does when he does move up to the KHL. Like, like you said, he hasn't played very much, but um, just a fun player to watch. Like one of my favorite players right now in the whole... Uh, organization yeah i think and i'm curious here nick you said if you were coaching him you'd play him 33 minutes could we see you as an mhl coach in uh i think it's siberia could we do you think there's a chance yeah i've i there i've been sending you my resumes no response okay hopefully they get back to you um i don't know if you tried indeed but (laughs) No, not yet. He's he's playing forty two minutes or something. If I'm okay, the coach, okay. Well, there you have it. We might see Nick is an MHL coach pretty soon. 
But I have another pick here. I'm going to go with two choices. I'm going to take... Pretty sure you're not going to take the other guy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the guy you you might take. Philip Crawl. I don't know if he was on your board. He, he's a good def- Yeah, continue, yeah. He was a good defenseman in the WHL. Um, we're going to see him... Well, I think we probably would have seen him with the Marlies had there been a season so far, but I think we'll, we'll see him with the Marlies when that happens. Uh, I think he's just... He, he seems like a smart, heads-up defenseman. He's got a little bit of deception. I do wonder about the skating. Um, he's quite young. like He's, he's Lilligren's age, so, you know... It's kind of funny. You think of Lilligren as like he's way older than Kral because Lilligren's been in the AHL so long. But you know, 21 still quite young, especially when you have guys like Justin Hall debuting after they're 25. So uh, I am quite curious to see what he can do. Obviously, he's a big point producer in Spokane, um, so we know we can he can cut it on a power play. I think he's big enough to, to potentially play on the penalty kill. I mean, he's six one. Um, I'm interested to see what, he, what he's going to do. Um, I don't know if he's even coming back to North America. I know he's playing in, in the Czech Republic right now. Um, but as a top WHL defenseman, I, I just like the potential at this point in the draft. Um, I, I'm going to take a bit of a swing there. I need some defensemen on my team, so I'm going with Philip Carl. Yeah, I really like that pick. I, I wasn't going to take him uh, for another round, but I, I do like that pick just because he's such a crafty puck mover. Um, not really the best skater, but you know he's one of those guys that, like Semyon Durgenchensev, he can use his body, uses his hands, and uses his stick to, to really show that deception. And um, you know whether it's faking or whether it's changing his speed or whether it's you know changing his route, he, he's just very good at that. Um, I know that some models like Byron Bader's, he does. Um, he he looks at pretty much the seasons after they get drafted and the D minus one season and looks at their progression. Um, and Philip Kral grades out extremely well on on that. So, um, you know, I think that's a good pick, especially at this time. He's one of the the more kind of you know under talked about prospects um, with the Leafs right now. So you know, I, I think he's a guy that you're going to stash and and potentially becomes a you know, a very vital piece of this prospect pool in the future once he moves to North America. So I love that pick. Thank you. I don't know where you're going with this next one. I have a guess. I think you're, I'm not going to say. Never mind. Uh, you know what? I, I, I didn't go fun last round with my two picks. Yeah, I know so you're now, uh, yeah, we're going fun here. And this is an easy pick for me. And this is VT Mittenen, uh, a guy that I have watched quite Actually, I think I've watched every game of, of his this year um, with St. Cloud State. And he is another player that is absolutely fun when he gets into the offensive zone. That shot is is lethal. Uh, tonight he scored a goal. He hit the post five minutes before that. Uh, the commentators couldn't stop talking about how good he is in the offensive zone. Um, I think that he's he can find players, open players in the offensive zone. He can uh, He can take a shot. He can find space there. His big knocks that I have for him right now are in transition and off the puck. Um, in transition, he's not really a, a very good puck carrier. Like I don't really see him create that many zone entries at uh, at the NCAA level. Uh, of course, he just started there, so you know I, I feel like he's kind of gotten better every single game. Uh, but in terms of his offensive production, I mean he's he's been excellent. He's almost a point per game now um, in his first couple games with Saint Cloud State. 
and I just can't believe the Leafs got him where he did. I, I'm I'm just so surprised that other teams didn't take a swing for him, but uh, of course the Leafs did. So so I'm I'm extremely happy about this pick because this is one of a player that's kind of rising up my rankings every time I watch him. Yeah, I mean he's off to a good start. Uh, he's almost point per game in the NCAA as a freshman, so that's impressive. Um, obviously he was at a, he was amazing in Finland's junior league last year. I believe he led it in scoring. Uh, I had him at right at the end of my top sixty two. Um, obviously they got him in the sixth round, so that's pretty damn good value. Uh, it's a guy I was kind of hoping for in the you know fourth to fifth round. Uh, to get him at sixth, I just wouldn't have thought that would have happened. But um, he is a player. He was on the older end for the draft, so you know he was eligible for, to play in the World Juniors. I think if he was playing in Finland, he might have actually been on the team um, because he was good at the Olinka. Uh He's kind of scored for Finland every time he's played, so... Uh, he is almost point per game at the Olinka. He's almost point per game at the under eighteen. Uh, he's good at the under seventeen. Like this is a guy that's always scored everywhere he's gone. So it's not really a shock that he's he's off to a, such a good start at Saint Cloud. But um, anytime you're you know near point per game as a freshman, that's pretty impressive. Um, you know he is going to be probably rack up some power play points because he does have a pretty good shot. Um, I don't know about his two way game. I don't know about his size. I don't know. You know, he's not perfect. I don't, you know, there's a reason I wouldn't have taken him in, even though I had him in my top 62, I wouldn't have taken him in the first two rounds, for example. But uh, just a, a player that kind of fell into their laps in the sixth round. And, um, you know, it's a good prospect. I, sh- I was debating between him and Crawl. Um, I, I knew you wanted him. I knew you wanted him. So, you know, I had to, I was going to give you something there. I'm, I, I'm not going to give you any favors going forward, though. Okay. This is uh, this is doggy dog here. Is this going to be a big pick? Are you up again? Uh, I am up again. Ooh. Um, nervous. You know, uh, after you said that really nice thing, I don't know if I should take this player now, but Ooh. I know I took him last year. Um, I'm going to go with it actually because it's I, I got to stay true to my rankings. You're taking Mike Coster, aren't you? Mike Kester, I am. Yes, uh, um, a player that another player that's playing NCAA right now. So. Um, since there's no NHL hockey, it's kind of nice because you can watch these prospects and you have a little bit more time. Um, so Mike Kester now is playing with the University of uh, Minnesota. Um, he actually got his first NCAA goal just the other day. That was actually the one game I missed, uh, of course, uh, was the one that he scored. And I saw it on Twitter after and I, was, I wasn't I was happy. I wasn't happy for him that day. I was, I was being selfish because I missed it. But um, he's, just, he's just a beast in transition. He's, he's so calm on the puck. Uh, always makes the right first pass. He has the legs that can get him out of trouble in his own end, and he also has that ability to make passes under pressure. Um, he just always seems like he has control um, of the game when he has the puck. Uh, so, you know, it, it makes sense that the Leafs kind of targeted him. Um, and I know you're extremely high on him from watching him at the U18s, if I'm not mistaken, um, which he was absolutely amazing there too and really stood out. So, you know, with him, I think that he really fits kind of the mold of what the Leafs want their defensemen to look like. Guys that are smart, guys that can push puck up the play when they have it, and guys that don't make huge mistakes when they don't have it. And I think that's him. Um, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him play with Minnesota right now. So uh, I drafted him last year. I'm drafting him this year again. But, you know, if you say you're the the president of the Mike Kester Club, then, you know, I'll, I'll give you that because I know you've been high on him for a long time. Yeah, so he played at the Helinka, which is still an under-18 tournament. It's just, uh, it's about a full year before the draft. 
and he was actually on the same team as Nick Robertson. So they don't send their top team there. Like, they don't send the U.S. under-18 team there. They send basically everyone else. So he was really good there. Um, I thought he was their best defenseman. Uh, he is on the smaller end a little bit. I don't think he's an amazing skater. He's just fine. But he's a really good puck mover. He plays on the power play in Minnesota. Uh, he is. He started off on the third on the third pairing role on the right side, even though he's a left shot. Uh, so he's been trying to win over the hearts of Leafs fans by playing the right side this year. Uh, he's good. Like I, I do think that when you're a smaller defenseman that's not an amazing skater, you have a bit of an uphill battle. I think there's some questions on how his game will translate, but uh, I think he's just a really solid defenseman at the NCAA level already, even though it's his first year. So uh, good pick there. I I had him in my top 62. Um, I think like back-to-back years the Leafs have taken – all the guys I've had at the end of my top 62. So um, Abramov was like 61st. Um, Koster, I think, was 62nd. And then this year, uh, they took a couple guys as well, the Mietnin um, being one. So, oh, that's actually crazy. Yeah, they always take my, my two last guys. Um, and then they took my sec- 62nd guy too, who I'll take probably next round. But Koster uh, is, I like him. I think just think he's a good puck mover. Good things happen when he has a puck. Uh, we'll see about you know rounding out his game and you know what happens when the game gets faster and how does he react. But um, I, I've been watching him play quite a bit this year too, and uh, it's it's nice that you know with some of his teammates gone to World Juniors, he is playing more minutes. Um, not that he he was always in the lineup. It's just he's on the he's on the top pairing now, uh, top power play units, and he's done well. Yeah, and I think you're you're next, right? I am next, so I am going to take the player I was just talking about. I had him 62nd. I think I had him a bit too high, but at this stage, I'll take him. William Villeneuve. He is a former, I think he was a first-round pick in the queue, So, and he's not small either, so he's a right-chain defenseman. I, I want to say he's about 6'1", 6'2". Um, he's a really good passer. Now, he's, he's not a good skater. He needs some serious work on his skating. He needs some work on his defensive end. He plays with Jeremy Poirier, a really talented offensive defenseman. He's a Flames prospect. But it's a tire fire in their own end. Um, <laughs> they are two offensive defensemen. St. John is an interesting team. Um, they do have some interesting forwards this year. I believe Joshua was on that team. Um, and But other than that, they don't really have anyone... Like I don't like their forwards, uh, other than maybe just looking at their roster now. I like I like uh, Joshua Wah. I like Josh Lawrence. Um, I've seen that team play quite a bit, and it seems like most of their offense comes from the back end, um, which is a bit weird. Um, but Villeneuve can really pass. He's off to a bit. He was off to a bit of a slow start before the queue started, just in terms of points. But I kind of know that he's a fine puck mover. He can, you know, stretch passes, walking the line, playing on the power play. He can do all that. Um, I'm looking more at the defensive game. I don't. I think when the game gets faster, he's gonna have a hard time defending in transition. I'm kind of like you right now, knocking my own pick. But right. I just think at this point, like he's a, he's a right defenseman who's not small who can move the puck. You know, if they work on the rest of his game, he's got plenty of time. He was just drafted. Um, you know, maybe he could be something. So, at this point, you know, it is a bit of a home run pick. I know that, you know, some scouting outlets are higher on him than others, uh, largely probably depending on how much you view 
you value offense versus defense. But at his size, I think he can work on that. Uh, he is a bit of an Andrew Nielsen in terms of strengths and weaknesses, but um, someone that you know could emerge as one of the best defensemen in the queue. I think he kind of was last year even. So uh, we'll see how it translates. But at this stage, I'll I guess I'll take my chances. Yeah, I think at this stage he's probably the right pick. That probably would have been my next pick too. Um, when Villanova was first drafted, I, I kind of did some reading, and it, like you said, it, it was very controversial. I, I felt like some people that I read really liked him, some that I read really didn't like him. So you know, the, the past couple of weeks, I've really been watching him in particular to kind of draft my own um, opinion on him. And you know, like when I look at the past couple three years and it, when Dubis took over, like there's not a lot of draft picks that I've looked at them and said like. Why did the Leafs take this person at this time? Uh, I think Villeneuve would probably be one of the biggest kind of criticisms that I've had of, of Dubis's picks over the last three years, um, just of where he took him. Because like even when I look at my prospect list right now, like I have Ovchinnikov ahead of Villeneuve, I have Mittenin uh, ahead of Villeneuve, two guys that were drafted after, um, two guys that were drafted after Villeneuve at, at this draft. So. You know, when it comes to him, I just I don't see the hockey IQ that I do for the other prospects. Uh, I do think he's a pretty good passer. I think that when he's under pressure, he can also use his legs to get out of pressure um, and really start the rush going up uphill, kind of like uh, like Morgan Riley, the way he can do it. Um, obviously not at that level, but in the O, the Villeneuve is very good at this. But, you know, I, I find that he's very lost in his own end. He doesn't defend his line very well. He gets blown by quite a bit. Uh, when he is actually challenged at the OHL level. So like you said, I don't know how he's going to translate up. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that the Leafs, I, I just feel like that's kind of, that was the Leafs one big mistake um, where they drafted him here. Uh, but but more because just, just how well they did later in the draft with Upchenikov and, and Mittenin. So, uh, you know, I, I just haven't understood this pick yet. Yeah, the Q. So I think... With the Q, yeah, sorry. Did I say the O? Yeah. That's oh, good. yeah. Um, with, yeah, I mean, he does have, we'll see about the, I don't, I, I think his skating is bad. I think it's legitimately bad. I think he needs some serious help there, but, um, you know, he's just because of the size and puck moving and position, I'll, I guess I'll take my chances. There's a lot of guys here that are left for me. I got one more pick here. I'm going to take, I got to round up my team with a goalie. I'm going to take. Arthur Akimov, the last player from the World Juniors this year. I don't know if he's actually going to play. He's going to be behind Yaroslav Askarov, uh, the super prospect. He went 11th overall this year. He's a goalie. I don't know <laughs> how he's going to turn out. He was a mid-round pick. He's got some pretty good numbers over in Russia, like most MHL goalies do. He's already gotten into some KHL action. Uh, he's... I just, I don't know. I watched a lot of Arthur as a kid, so it's a pretty good <laughs> game. Gotta take him. I'm interested. Like, I haven't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know much about goalies in general, like, in terms of just projecting them, but uh, he seems to have a pretty good track record to date, and it's a bit of a swing, but, you know, with goalies, who knows? Sometimes you get a starting goalie in the fourth round. Yeah. Um, like you said, I also don't really know much about goalies. I think I haven't actually watched um, Arthur myself, um, but I know that Nick Richard of Leafs Nation during our, our prospect ranking has a really good article on him. 
Um, so if you want to learn more about him, I would definitely read that article. He's got a bunch of clips and really breaks down his game really well. Um, but yeah, that's really all I'll say about him. You know, I think you needed a goalie. Now, now I feel I'm on the clock to get a goalie as well. Well, you got two picks here. Oh, do I have two picks? Or There's some one? good players though that should be taken. So I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at my list here. Do, 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 do. I'll go with the safe pick. And if you're taking Joey Anderson, then I'm including this player, and I'm going to take Adam Brooks, okay. um, player that's already played in the NHL. Uh, so I'll take Prairie Jesus here, <laughs> a guy that absolutely crushed it in the WHL. And then with Marlies, he's really, really improved his skating, and he's become he became one of the best players on the team. I know that the organization and the management of the Leafs really like him, including uh, Sheldon Keefe is a huge fan of Adam Brooks's game. I think he's just extremely smart. He's always in the right position. You know, not really a standout, you know, kind of offensive kind of dynamo. Um, so he kind of is different from a lot of the Leafs prospects. But, you know, just his his steady, reliable game has kind of allowed him to, to move up the depth chart. And, you know, I think, I don't even know if they're going to have him on the taxi squad or whether he's going to be with the Marlies. But, um, you know, I, I think when you look at him, he was a, a late draft pick. And, you know, they got some value out of him. And the fact that he's made it to the NHL is accomplishment in himself. And, and I think the, the player development kind of team has done a really good job with him. So, um, you know, with Brooks, you know, you, you don't expect him to be a top six NHL forward. But because uh, he's already, I think he should be like 23 or 24 now. So what you see is pretty now. much 24. Yeah. So what you see is what you get with him. Um, you know, so if he can just be a, you know, a guy that can step in uh, due to injury and, and, you know, give the Leafs some reliable bottom six minutes, then I think that that's a success. Yeah, I mean, he's fun. I, he's such a likable guy, first and foremost. Um, I thought he was fine in the NHL. Uh, he's just, you know, as you said, 24. He's probably going to be 25 before he gets a shot, just given the Leafs' depth this year. Um, but he, was, he had a good year with the Marlies, uh, kind of turning out to be a, a top six center at that level. I think he's a guy that can play NHL minutes when needed. I think he proved that last year, so... Can't go wrong at this point, so I can't uh, knock it too much. I'm curious who you're going to take here. This is the last pick. Yeah, I'll go with the goalie. Um, so it's going to be pretty uh, not too exciting. I'm going to go with Joseph Wool. I drafted him last year in our prospects ranking. Uh, and <laughs> the reason was pretty much that I've seen him play live. Um, so I'm <laughs> going to keep that. I'm going to keep that, um, that reason here. Uh, again, I feel like with the goalies, it's so tough to say because they're so unpredictable. They're so inconsistent. So this is like the the, the least exciting way to, to, to end a prospect draft. But hopefully we've had enough good kind of picks and, and content to that, that doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, I consider, well, Wall just had a brutal year. But, I mean, he, hopefully he bounces back. He's a rookie, so maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. I thought Korshkov was going to get taken. I know you don't, you're not a big Korshkov fan, though. The other, guy's, not, yeah. the other guy's Holmberg. So which one do you want? We'll, we'll round it out. I'll, I'll give you your pick. Uh, I guess I'll take Korshkov out of those two. Okay. I'll take Holmberg. Um, two guys that you hope can be bottom six forwards for the Leafs. Probably should have been taken a little earlier, but right. uh, we had to go with the fun picks. We had to go with... You got some yeah, fun we, picks. We've got, new, we've got new toys. So the Korshkovs are just kind of... Or yesterday, to, yesterday's toys. We yeah. want to talk about the... The younger guys. The Ovchenikovs uh, of the world. The other two would be, I'll give you your pick again, Christian Rubens or Joey Duzak. 
I'll go Joey Duzak. Okay. I really like him uh, as a player. I think that with the Marlies this year, um, he's going to be one of their better players. And he's he's kind of like found gold, just the fact that they signed him. And, and he's, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be an NHL player one day, but um, I know that the team really values having a good Marlies team. And I think that having Duzak in that defensive core really helps that. Okay, I'm taking Rubens. He got an ELC from the Leafs, so they must like him. I, I He's big. He can move well. Doesn't really move the puck all that well, but you know, he kind of I, like. I'm hoping he can kind of be a Justin Hall type, like kind of come out of nowhere and and surprise us. So uh, I think that's almost everyone. Like we didn't get into like Kelly Lopinin or Joe Miller or Axel Axel Rindell would not be a bad pick here. He's interesting too. Yep. No uh, Hoffmeier. Ian there. Scott. Hoffmeier's uh, not on the NHL contract. We can't put him in. We can't put him in. I'm not allowing it. I'm not allowing. It. <laughs> But I think we'll wrap it up there. That's that's pretty how good you, teams. How do you feel about your team? You know, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of scared about it after the Kokanen pick. Okay. And then when I went, but the Mitnin of Chinnikov. Uh, no, sorry, not of Chinnikov. When I got yeah, Mitnin of Kester. I know, I'm already taking players. Maybe we'll make some trades. But uh, He's untouchable. When I got Mitnin and when I got Kester, then I was like, okay, my team's fun again. I'll offer you... For a Chinnikov, it's going to take Robertson Lilligren plus. That's all I'll say. I can't plus a first-round pick of next year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no lottery protection either. Well, uh, okay, one last thing before we get out of here, Nick. World Juniors are just about to start. We're about to get the pre-tournament games the next day or two here. Hopefully. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Knock on wood. I want to hear your top three so i just want gold silver bronze i want you to spoil the tournament for us give us the <laughs> answers um yeah it's going to be canada gold okay um obviously it's their tournament to lose they're ridiculously stacked uh, i think it was is it like 80 percent or or something of first rounders it's it's just ridiculous it's i probably butchered that number but it's a high amount of i think first it's rounders higher there. Is it even higher? Jeez. Uh, I guess with um, goalies, it might be lower. But. Uh, do, 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 second. I kind of want to be fun here. There's always. I feel like there's always one team that surprises. I'll go... Actually, I won't go that off the board. I'll go, I'll go Russia, too. Okay. Um, and then, Heartbreak for Amirov. Yeah. And then I'll go... You know what? I got to be a homer here, and I'm going to go with Finland 3. Wow. U- U.S., you know, Robertson didn't want to go to the U.S., so as a result, that's going to hurt them. They're not going to be on the podium this year. Okay, well, I'm going Canada Gold, too. I feel like I have to. Or your citizenship is just gone. Yeah, you uh, can't do that. And they're stacked. Like, other than goaltending, they're stacked. Um, two, I'm going to go with U.S. I think they have a good goalie, some pretty good defensemen, and some wicked snipers, and they're going to be hungry. They had a bad showing last year. And then bronze. I'm going out on a happier note with Amirov. I'm saying Russia wins bronze. Gets the leaf. With a little bit more. I think bronze, you're you're happier than silver for some reason. Even though silver's better than bronze, you're happier with bronze. For sure. So that's what you're I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. Um, tournament MVP, we're going to go with... Uh, i got to go Kirby Doc. That's, I think that's pretty uh, obvious why. He'll sure. be up there. He'll be up there. I'll okay. go with uh, do, do, do. I'll go with Byram. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just love his game. 
You didn't want to go off the board there, right? No, no. Topi Nimala? <laughs> Could be. It would be cool if it was a Miroff, but uh, he might... Uh, Pakulzin might be... Yeah, Pakulzin would probably be stealing the show in Russia, so... But it's going to be so fun to see him play on that line. It will be. It's going to be fun to be watching hockey again. First World Juniors and then some NHL. But uh, Nick, thanks as always, and we'll see everyone soon.